Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. I hope you're enjoying this lovely day. And obviously you can stream us. We are very fortunate, as I said, uh, and so many people have asked. So if you can't listen live, you can stream us. Um, Attorney Sam Himmelstein, who was with us today, Sam has spent his whole career defending the rights of tenants. He's an expert on tenants' rights, and he's represented thousands of individuals tenants associations, and cooperative conversions and their litigation. So we're glad that Sam joined us today because of the landmark deal reached on rent protections for tenants in New York this past week. Um, I thank you, for Sam, for being, and you can ask any questions or actually call Sam yourself at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Oh, thank you, Sam, for coming. We're so happy because this is such a big landmark decision. Yeah, hi, Dottie. It's, um, I, I, it's revolutionary in some ways. I mean, it changes everything, and we're, we're still, uh, in our firm, we're still analyzing it, absorbing it, figuring it out, seeing what it changes. There's, there's so many questions that it raises. The, I mean, the bill itself is 74 pages long. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and it affects not just rent regulation; it affects uh, and not and stabilized tenant. It affects all tenants um, and landlords. Um, well, it changes it changes the real property law. It changes the procedures in housing court. It it, it, it changes everything. So, yeah, I, I was wondering if you could kind of give us an overview. And I know it's brand new. And I I was saying to our listeners in the beginning of the show, I said I was at a party last night, and you know, I saw some old friends I haven't seen for a while, and I saw some man that I know, and he said, oh, it's been a bad week. I said, how are you? And he said, well, it's not been a great week or two. And I said, oh, well, what's the matter? I said, maybe there's a full moon out. He said, no, I lost a million dollars. And I said, oh, how'd you, how'd you lose a million dollars? Rent control rules, the new, right. new rules. And, of course, I said, oh, you have to listen to our show. We're having an expert on that. So, like, it's a big thing, and I think I told our listeners, I mean, obviously, if you have a rent-controlled apartment, you're probably happy. Uh, but there's kind of both ends to it. So I know it's new and it's big, but can you kind of give us maybe an overview of, like... Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to focus on the, 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 the big thing. So... By far, the biggest thing is that it repealed vacancy deregulation. So uh, as of 1993, if an apartment became vacant and a, 
and a landlord did some improvements in the apartment and got the rent above a certain amount, the apartment came out of rent stabilization or rent control. And that resulted in 300,000 apartments being what we call market apartments since then. That's gone. You can't do that anymore. If a tenant moves out of a rent-stabilized apartment now, it stays stabilized for the next tenant. And the real killer and the great thing for tenants and the bad thing for landlords is that even if you put improvements into the apartment, the most, rent, the, the, the most you can raise the rent is $89 a month. So no matter what you do to the apartment. Say that again? No matter what improvements you make. Yes, yeah, yeah, because the formula went from 140th and 160th to 1168th and 1180th, and it's capped at $15,000. So if you, even if you do more than 15000 in improvements, you can only collect on the first fifteen. So when you do the math, it, comes, it literally comes to an $89 a month increase. So what this does is it, it, it discourages landlords now from starting eviction cases against tenants, say if they claim the apartment isn't their primary residence or, or they're illegally subletting or the tenant wants a family member to take over the apartment because what do they gain? They, they, it used to be they, they could raise the rent to whatever the market would bear, five, six, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a month. They can't do that anymore. Okay, so um, it also eliminated high-income de- deregulation, where if, a, if, a, if the annual income of the tenants and the family living in the apartment was over 200000 for two consecutive years and the rent was over 2744 they could deregulate the apartment, that's gone. So uh, listen, Sam, but, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. To me, and by the way, for those of you who are listening, we're uh, with Sam Himmelstein, who, and we're talking about the new rent control laws that came out maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks, and how they affect everyone. I remember when I was about 17 years ago, and my sister lived in a place. She has either a rent stabilized or rent controlled, one of those apartments. She had it since college. And uh, they were developing the bill, and the developer would call me and say, listen, you know, you're the CEO of the company and your sister, this and that. And they were paying people to move out so that they can convert it. And right. um, I said, well, hold out. He's going to pay more. And he did. But she said, I'm not. I, I want to stay and I'm not moving. She said, because if I get the money, then I'll use it over the next X amount of years uh, for higher rents. And eventually. Right. So she's still there. And right. It's almost like if you, so you're saying, it's almost like if you now have a rent-stabilized control apartment, it's like a gold. If, you, if it doesn't matter, then you could, because you could pass it on. Like, there's no incentive for them to do anything if you're, well, if that's you let right. people. Yes, and you could, yes, you, could, you can pass it on, and it's, it's, very, it's much, it just got much, much harder, and, and and there was there's no longer really any economic benefit to landlords in in either evicting them or or buying them out. We're we're probably going to see a uh, a reduction in buyout offers because again, what can they what can they do with the apartment? Um, well, just so you hear the other side of this, um, if you were living in a, an apartment that they were developing and you were rent controlled or stabilized, the developers in many cases would give you incentives to leave and move. And so yes, they would yes, and they money. still may. They still may. Uh, there may be situations where 
where they do that. We, we may see an uptick in demolition cases where the landlord says they want to knock the building down and put up a hotel or a condo or a new building. Uh, you can't do that everywhere, but certainly in areas where it's zoned and they have the air rights. So, so we might see an increase in that. Um, there may be a way, I hate to give landlords advice, but there, there may be a way for landlords to get around this if they get tenants out and they combine two apartments and they create a new apartment. That apartment may qualify as, an, as a newly created apartment and therefore wouldn't be subject to these rules. They could rent it for whatever they want. So there, there are probably ways, some ways that they can get around this. But overall, it, it, it really is going to discourage evictions, buyouts, etc. And also the condo laws changed. So, well, uh, What are the condo laws? So what changed in those? Okay, so the, in, in New York, you historically had eviction and non-eviction plans. And in an eviction plan, if 51% of the tenants living in the building opted to buy as part of the conversion, the other tenants, except for the seniors and the disabled people, could be evicted. Those are eliminated. And now, for a non-eviction plan, where it used to be all you needed to do was sell 15% of the apartments, and those could be sold to anybody, to outsiders, insiders, a dentist from Houston could buy the apartment, now, in order to have a non-eviction plan go through, you have to get 51% of the tenants in occupancy willing to buy their apartments. So in the, in the weeks leading up to this law, a lot of lawyers on the landlord side felt that the, these, these new rules would result in an increase in condo conversions. But then they also changed the condo rules and that may not be happening. You, you may not see that. And I, I thought that was going to happen, too. I thought we were going to go back to the 80s and 90s when, you know, every other building in New York was being converted. Now I'm not so sure. So it, it, it also pretty much eliminated preferential rents, you know, this, this notion that when a tenant rents an apartment and the landlord says, well, the legal rent is 2000 uh, but I really can't get that right now. The market's only fifteen hundred. I'll, I'll give you a preferential rent. Um, those now uh, become permanent for the length of that tenancy. So you can't you can't rent an apartment to someone at the preferential rent, charge them that for two years, and then terminate it at the end of the, t the two year period. Um, it the, the new law severely restricts owner use cases where. You know, landlords want family members to take over apartments. Um, the most you can have now is uh, is one unit taken so over. So let me ask you something. And again, I'm not yeah. defending a side, but I can I kind of look at both. And I think certainly that you want people to be able to stay where they are and not somebody trying to throw them out. Or, but at the same token, I um, again, uh, then the, the the income piece of it. Well, then I guess they're not about people having, you know, I thought that initially they were really like a boost to help people because the rents in New York City especially are really high. But if you can make $200,000, I don't think that's the case anymore. But the same token, why would anybody want to be a, a landlord now? Um, that's a good I, question. I um, mean, if you bought uh, the building years ago, uh, yeah. possibly, you know, and you bought it at a cheap price, but, you know, I see the other side of it being in the business for so long. Mm -hmm. the, price, uh, the price of acquiring any property, you know, in the city is really big. And right. the city, I had said it in the beginning of the show, 
uh, we're really becoming unaffordable. And but with all the taxes, you know, with the millionaires tax and the Pierre mm-hmm. Terre tax and all, we're so highly taxed that there comes a number that I say that people say, hey, you know what? I want to live there, but hey, this number, this is pushing me over. And I just think that New York is kind of has to balance a little better. Then I think it's happened. I think it's becoming unaffordable. I don't know. I think that obviously you want to protect tenants. Uh, but well, I same think, token, how does somebody make any money? Well, a couple of things. So first of all, remember, rent stabilization does not apply and still doesn't apply to any buildings which were built after 1974. Right. So, so, so it so doesn't discourage ones. development. It doesn't discourage new housing because those buildings are not rent-stabilized, unless the landlord decides to take a tax break, like a 421A, and then the, the, build, the, the building is stabilized for the length of the tax break. Um, it doesn't apply to any buildings with, with less than six units, so, so small owners are not that affected. And the thing to remember is, especially in Manhattan and in some of the outer boroughs in the, you know, the more upscale neighborhoods, over the last you know, since they passed the de- deregulation in 93, many buildings, the majority of the apartments are now market rate apartments. Um, and and land- so in those buildings, landlords are making a ton of money. They are making, they're charging five. I mean, I have clients at the Bell Nord, you know, that building on 86th yes. Street. Yes. I have clients there that are paying $25,000 a month in rent. Um, and just, but just for our listeners, just so yeah. that you know, when we're, you know, we're speaking to Sam uh, Hammerstein, who's an expert on rent control. Just for our listeners, uh, when you rent something, I did a whole show or two, like every year, on because on, everyone wants one of those apartments that you can't right. raise the rate. You, can't, you can only raise the rate a certain amount every year, regardless of whatever the market rate is. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy on that was an ex. Look, what he did is he sent millions of things, and they're very rare to find. I mean, so you can find rentals that are market rate. These are rent. These are properties that are earmarked, and you can only raise someone by a certain percentage. And then, obviously, if you didn't live there and if it was your primary residence, they would try to say, "Let me throw that person out." And the landlord right. would have a benefit. I think that's what Sam's saying because then he could get them out and he could get um, put a market value on it. But, right. but that, they so, can't do that anymore, I'm assuming. Right, right. And, and one thing the new law does not do, and, and the, tenant, the tenant advocates were pushing this, and it didn't go through, it, they didn't re-regulate apartments that had previously been deregulated. So all those market rate apartments, those 300,000 that I referred to before, they stay as market. Um, so the those are not going to be stabilized going forward. So, 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 let me ask you: what, We're not talking about a growing number because I don't really know who's going to. You know, there, there are existing uh, buildings that have been in that are older, and I don't see that market is growing. Where else are they but New York City? I mean, I, I don't. What, sorry, where, say, where what? Where where would you find rent control or rent state, other than New York City? I don't. I don't. Well, a lot of a lot of the boroughs, Queens. Brooklyn, um, yeah. the Bronx, uh, still those neighborhoods, uh, you know, in, say, Midwood, uh, Kensington, uh, Bar Park, Sam, you're breaking up. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. You don't, okay. You're not hearing me? No, you're just going in and out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
No, that's it's okay. Um, you were fine up until then. Okay, so in, in a lot of the neighborhoods in, in the boroughs, um, the, the rent, the, the majority of the apartments are rent stabilized because the market in those neighborhoods doesn't is the legal rent for the apartments in those neighborhoods doesn't is about what the market is. So if you go to rent a one-bedroom apartment in Midwood, say, um, you know, it's going to probably cost you about $2,000 a month, um, and that apartment is going to be stabilized. Um, the, the, the gap mainly is in the upscale neighborhoods and in, and in Manhattan, obviously. But, you know, the, the purpose of this law was really to stem the tide of deregulation. You know, it, it wasn't, it didn't capture back apartments. It didn't didn't create a new class of rent-stabilized apartments. It's, uh, it was it's really to, to stop the bleeding. It's to protect the apartments that were already in play. Pretty, pretty much. And, and yeah. Um, and uh, another thing that the law did is uh, for tenants who want to sue landlords because they think that maybe their apartments were improperly deregulated and they're being overcharged, which I can tell you, in my practice, I see every day. Well, can you explain um, to everyone, Sam, what that means exactly so that people Okay, know? sure. So uh, I'll, I'll give an example. Uh, uh, an apartment is renting for $1,000 a month. It's a two-bedroom. The tenant leaves. The <laughs> landlord claims that they did a certain number of improvements to get the rent above a certain threshold. And we look into it, and it turns out, you know, they didn't actually do that. Uh, they, they, they inflated their costs. Uh, in some cases, they kick back money to contractors, and um, so we we can file. Ch- and there's other ways in which maybe the building was getting a J51 tax abatement, and the landlord didn't recognize the person as a rent stabilized tenant. So there are there are different theories under which we can make these claims. And when we do, and we we sue, um, it used to be that we could only go back four years to recover overcharges, and the most recent two years, the landlord could be hit with treble damages. Now we go back six years, and the, and the court can actually look back at the rent history going back six years, and the treble damages are for the full six-year period. So, uh, so if, how, if would landlord somebody found, know, how would somebody ahead. know to use your like, – I mean, again, a lot of <laughs> this people really don't know. I mean, they know if they're like, – we right. had a lot of calls, gee, I want to put my daughter on a lease, I have a rent-stabilized apartment. Yeah. But th- those are kind of black and white questions. But how do people know if they've been? I mean, you defend a lot of uh, that's yes. to tenants. So, so what so, are so the what glaring we, things people should look for to see if that's right. really the case? So what, what, what every tenant who who believes that they are not rent stabilized, they have a lease that says you're not a rent stabilized tenant, or the landlord has told them you're not stabilized, they should go to the DHCR. And What's that? Get their rent history. Um, What's the DHCR? Borough, yeah, the Division of Housing Community Renewal. Um, and they, every borough has a district office. You can log into their website, and they will send it to you. You, you can make a request online. There's a phone number, which if you just Google DHCR phone number, you can call them, and they will mail it to you at your apartment. Um, if you go there, you have to bring some proof that you're the tenant. Um, and they will give you the history of the apartment when it was stabilized and what the rents were and what the last registered rent was. So that's the, that's the first step. A- after that, Sam, you really have to go to a lawyer. Sam, can you hold that? 
Okay, sure. we have a, a break, and then I think we have a question. But we have a break. We'll be right back with Sam Hillstein on the new rent control laws right after our break. This weekend on Champions of Justice, the manufacturers of FenFen, Viox, Resolin, Avandia, Firestone Tires, and Talc hate our guest, but we think you'll love him. He's Richard Meadow, a passionate protector of your health and well-being. Tom Girardi talks with him about what's going on between drug companies and physicians and what information you should have access to about your doctor. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. When it comes to protecting your family, home, or business, you need a name you can trust. You need us, Honig Conti Perino Insurance. In Manhattan since 1902, we're family-owned, experienced, and credible. We believe in a face-to-face, roll-up-your-sleeves approach. Our clients receive individual and personal care. Honig Conti Perino, the name to trust. Call 212-777-7113 or honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Not just providing insurance, but insurance guidance. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and and where you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you one of the 80% of Americans that experiences back pain? Do you suffer from sciatic or spinal stenosis? Afraid of the potential surgical complications of going under the knife to remedy your pain? Then Brooklyn Spine Center is the place for you. Dr. Melinda Keller is not only a friend of mine, she's the director who specializes in non-surgical spinal decompression. She utilizes the DRX-9000 to make your lower back pain a thing of the past. Give Dr. Keller a call right now, 718-234-6200. That's 718-234-6200. At Walgreens, we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in-store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five-star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go-to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Lily. 
We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate, and we are here with Sam Himmelstein, uh, really a top, top attorney. He's the best attorney in landlord tenants, and he knows all the rules. He defends tons of tenants, and he's here to talk about the new, actually, they make history, the new rent control laws. But, Sam, before we get going, I have a woman, Lily. She's been calling for two weeks about some, a question, and she has to run, so I'm going to put her on with you. Lily? Are you Hi. there? Hi. Hi. And I was thinking you? of Love you. I'm show. good. Thank you, Lily. Lily, I know you have to run. So here's right. Sam. Ask you, you tell him your question exactly with your daughter. Thank you. Hello? Hi, I'm Sam, here. Sam, you there? Yeah, he's Hi, here. Hi, how are you? I have a question Hi, for I'm you. Good. how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I've been living in my rent-stabilized building for 30 years, my husband and I. My daughter was born here as well, and she's still here. My lease just came up for renewal for another two years, and I asked management if they could could they please put her name on the lease. And they came back to me and said that that's not their policy to put any family member on the lease, uh, because if she leaves in five years and then comes back, she really didn't live there. Uh, and they did say that she does have, and I know I'm aware of this myself, first succession rights. But uh, right. can I have her go on that lease? I mean, they, they won't do it. Right. So I, I, it's bad news. Um, the only <laughs> family member that landlords of rent-stabilized tenants are required to add to a lease is a spouse. Okay. Um, they are not required to add children, grandchildren, brothers, sisters, any of that. Um, however... Mm. If the time comes when you and your husband decide to leave the apartment, okay. if, if she lives with you for two years prior, prior to the date right? that you vacate, okay. and during that period it's your primary residence and her primary residence, and right. you can prove it, then right. she can succeed to the apartment. But and that's does that the mean only way su- that she, that that she can put her name on the lease? The lease. They, don't, they mm. do not have to add her to an existing lease. When you move out, if you request succession and, they, and you prove that she lived with you for those two years before you leave, then right. they have to issue the lease in her name. And it's a renewal yeah. lease. It's not a, you know, they, just, they just transfer the lease. But there's only I, that two-year look-back period, and, 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 and she, has to live with, she has to physically live in the apartment with you during that two-year period. And I don't know how and she, old and she is proof. or what her family situation is, but, you know, typically adult, she's an adult, right? Yeah, um, she's uh, 25. Yeah, how, right. How do you so, show proof, Sam? What's, what's proof of okay, that she good, lived good, there? Good, good, good. So it's, it's your driver's license, your tax returns, your credit card statements, your bank statements, uh, mail that you get at the apartment. Uh, I'm that, writing all this down. That's uh-huh. the... That's yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's basically every piece of mail that you get, every account that you're on, um, everything that's filed included. with the government, Electric your voting bill. registration, sh- mm-hmm. has to be at the apartment. Um, yeah, okay. it, if you right. go on the DHCR website, the Division of Housing and Community Renewal, they right. have a fact sheet about this uh, on oh. succession rights. If if you look at, if you, there's a link on there called Tenant Forms uh, or Tenant Forms, uh, okay. Yeah, if you look there, uh, if you go on the Metropolitan Council on Housing's website, they also have fact sheets about this. Um, okay. And they, they, they pretty much lay this all out. Uh, okay. But, and that was VHCR, right? 
Yeah, the Division of Housing and Community Renewal, yes. DHCR. I've gotten in touch with them before, and I did request. I have a list of all the rent-stabilized people that lived here prior to me, so I'm familiar right, with that site. that's the apartment history, right. But what you're that's looking right. for is a, a fact sheet on succession on rights. On succession they, rights, yep. Yes. Gotcha. That, that, that. Sam, wouldn't oh, you say, in, in light of the new laws, that Lily, I mean, that's a sacrifice for most people, maybe, that they don't want to live with their parents. but. Yep. That's kind of like money in the bank now. I mean, to me, I mean, I don't know your rents or what you're paying, but apparently, like, if you, she lives there two years, right. um, then then she has the right, and she would probably have to do it before she gets married or has a family or whatever. Right. But, but it's like, so let me ask you a question. So could somebody do that? And then once they live there two years then do they have to prove that they're living there still? I mean, they can't... Yeah, no, keep in mind, it's only the two years prior to the date that the tenant vacates the apartment. But the tenant, so, the, they, the Lily would have to right. leave. and our, Right, right. So, Lily would so have to Lily, leave. This would mean that it would I be would have two to leave years with my husband. or right. you re- maybe retire and go to Florida or, right. um, or, or, I hate to say it, before you and your husband pass away. And, and <laughs> That's so inevitable, it, it, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hope I hope that's not how you vacate the apartment. But, Me too. Um, <laughs> Please. <laughs> but um, so sometimes it's hard to time, you know, because unless you're planning to leave, succession mm-hmm. rights are very hard to time because it's always that two-year look-back period, and you know some vacating of apartments are planned and some are not. Um, now, having said all that, remember what I said earlier about landlords not having incentive to fight these anymore because. Even if the tenant moves out, they can only get that small rent increase. Right, um, Lily. Let me ask you: Is your building a straight rental, or is it a? Are you in a co-op? No, this is a straight rent stabilized. Okay. But I do know that they have a lot of preferential tenants here. Right. Okay. So it, it may be that when you know you're ready to leave, he may not even the landlord might not even fight you on the succession because again, what do they get if they? If they don't give your daughter the lease at that point, they get an $89 a month increase under the new law uh, right. maximum. So they may not fight it, but... Well, this is a big should. organization. They own buildings everywhere, Florida, Manhattan, yeah. malls. Yeah. Yeah, this is huge, yeah. this management company. Yeah. And they've yeah. got great lawyers. <laughs> I'm sure they oh, do. Right, but, 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 uh, but, Lily, what, what, I, what I think that Sam is saying is that there was an incentive for, for them not to... Um, to, to, to not let somebody have a succession plan because once you left, once you vacated, they could bring it up to market. So they could then charge the new people up market rents, which is going to be a lot more than you're paying. But right. now with the new rent laws, what did you say, $86 or some? 89 could, oh, 89 89 It's then, yeah. Mm. So they could only get a new tenant if you left and pay and charge $89. Right. right. So, they wouldn't get much more, really. No. Right. And for that matter, I'd pay the guy $89, you know. Exactly. But what I'm saying, take it. Right. So there might, I mean, there's no guarantees, but he, what I think Sam, that Sam is saying is there's not really a big incentive for them to try to, like, stop you. Right. Right. You, I hear you. You know? And I mm-hmm. think they have to shake out a little bit. Like, uh, you know, they have to shake, you know, I think that, they just happened, and, and I think, Sam, even you would say, like, you'll see what happens. In the, but pretty much, it really, mm-hmm. it really, there's no incentive. I mean, that I, right. you know. So, so, they, so may they, not, they may not fight you. I mean, I, I, I'm, 
I'm finding in my own practice, just since this law passed, um, I've had about seven or eight cases that were being hard fought by the landlords. They just gave up. Mm. They just dropped it. They, they, and, and two of them were succession issues where we were asking for succession rights. They called me up and they said, they said we no longer have any incentive to, to deny your, your family member succession. We're going to give it to you because we, we can't do much with the apartment anyway. So. I would right, say two things. Sam, how, how does anyone get in touch with yes, you? Yes, Sam. What, what is 888-282-8431? The the, the, that's our website number. The, 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 the better number Can I also is email? Can I email questions if I have any questions? Do you guys, uh, Hemelstein, do you have yes, that option yes, of yes, anyone yes, emailing yes, you? Yes, you go on my website, uh, the name of the, what's well, a long name, the, na- the name of the firm is Himmelstein, McConnell, Gribben, Donahue, and oh, Joseph. Oh, <laughs> Sam, forget it. I found forget it. I know, it's already. too long. You have a great it's website. I, I was on your site. Oh, well, then okay, you have so, it. So yeah, you can I, email I me through, through the website. Okay. All right? You have an Do you email have there? that Perfect. long website? No, it's yeah, initials. I, it's HMGDJ. Yeah, you did. Good for you. All right, fantastic. All right, so do that. Okay, Lily, thanks for calling in. All right, take care. Yeah. We're at 866-970-9622. If you have any questions for Sam Himmelstein, 866-970-9622. Yeah, Sam, I uh, really would love you to come back again because there's so much to really absorb here, and we we would really like to ask a million questions. Mm-hmm. I have one more question for, yeah. for Sam that is really – they've changed uh, – new laws include issues ranging from marijuana legalization to expanded sexual harassment standards. Could you talk right. about those two issues, marijuana and sexual harassment? Well, that's not my, it's not my – I'm a tenant lawyer. I, I, I didn't yeah. – I'm not up on those laws. Oh, those don't have anything to do with the new law? No, that has nothing to do with the housing stuff. The housing, the the housing. laws were separate, yeah. But I one see. one. One last word. Remember, this doesn't just affect rent stabilization. Um, for example, landlords have to return security deposits now within 14 days. Um, wow. And, and landlords are really upset about that because they say it often takes them longer than that to get into the apartment and see if it was damaged. But they now have to give an itemized list of anything that's wrong to, or that might be the basis to refuse to return the deposit within 14 days, or else they waive their right to object and they have to refund the whole security deposit. So it, now, this affects all landlords, not just rent-stabilized okay, landlords. Okay, so that's what I'm asking. So this, this affects all landlords? No matter yes, what, it, even if it's not... The changes, some of the changes affect all landlords and tenants. Um, some of them are limited to rent Sam, we're taking a break. When we come back, I want you to give okay. your information again, and you have to come okay. back on because it's too much. I mean, it's so interesting, yeah, can, and you're such an expert. Yeah. We'll be right back, 866-970-9622. We have a quick break. We're here with Sam Himmelstein, who's an expert on all the right controlled laws that just changed. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, 
over-designed, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Did you know it was once considered anti-American to throw away the core of an apple? In the 1940s, there was a common poster with a picture of a beautiful child happily eating the core of an apple. The slogan read, Be True to the Core. This was a nationwide program concentrating on nutrition and discouraging food waste. Keeping our citizens strong at home was an important aspect of winning the war in Europe. American citizens are fighting the war against lifestyle disease. Research shows we must eat every edible part of fruits and vegetables to keep our bodies strong and able to fight off biological invaders that are making us sick. Much of the disease-fighting chemistry in fruits and vegetables are located in the core and skin of produce. Often we are peeling off and coring the strongest available chemistry for fighting the deadly diseases of our day. It turns out Grandma was right. Eat all your fruits and vegetables and be true to the core. This is Dr. Douglas Howard with your health tip of the week. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I used to have uh, chronic bronchitis and all of that, but I haven't had it in a long, long time. So it's really helped my immune system. I, I really believe that. I mean, it's amazing. Everywhere I go, I talk about how good these things are. My wife was very sick and she... And, her, and um, she she lost 40 pounds, and she lo- got all these wrinkles and everything else. But her face is turned around, and now she's got a, r- a red glow in her face again, and the wrinkles are disappearing. I'm very happy with you, Keith. You've, you've changed my whole face and my insides, and I, I half the time I don't need blood pressure medicine. I'm 72, and I never felt better. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, you can receive a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of balance of nature. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Um, you're listening to I on Real Estate. We are so thrilled to have had Sam Himmelstein, uh, who's an attorney, and he's really so generously spent his time so that we could get caught up on the new uh, rental protection laws that came out, and they just came out like two weeks. And I was saying to Sam, there's so much to know, and it's not just for rent control, that I would, first of all, give us the information again of how to get a hold of you, and then we'd love that you'd come back on because it's I'd really- be happy to come back, yes. yeah. Um, okay, so the, 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 the office phone number is 212-349-3000, and the website is hmgd jlaw.com uh, and we also have a Facebook page um, so if you just Google Himmelstein McConnell the website will pop up the Facebook page will pop up 
and uh, you can uh, email us through the through the website. Sam, give us the phone number one more time. Sure, two one two three four nine three thousand. And Sam, there was a question that was uh, asked to you. I guess it was on uh, uh, Brick Underground, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, I think is interesting. My friend signed a lease as the sole tenant in a market-rate apartment. I'm going to be his roommate. The landlord insisted that I submit an application with my Social Security right. number, picture ID, mm-hmm. home address, employer, and current landlord. Is this legal? I mean, his name isn't even on the lease. He's just going to be a roommate. Right. So, no, uh, the, the New York roommate law which allows a t- if the tenant is uh, if there's one tenant on a lease uh, even if the lease says you can't have roommates you can you're allowed to have one roommate and the dependent children of that roommate and all you have to give the landlord is their name that's it and you have to give it to them within 30 days of when they move in or within 30 days of when the landlord requests it and uh, because as you say they're not a tenant uh, they, they're not going to be paying rent directly to the landlord. The landlord has no right to screen them. The landlord has no right to, to, to stop them from, from entering into occupancy. Uh, so if they're truly a roommate and not a subtenant, that's all you have to give. If so you Sam want to sublet your apartment, it's a whole different story. Well, so Sam, could my daughter be my roommate as long as I didn't you have don't, a spouse? She doesn't on need me? to be because she's your immediate family. See, most leases say... The apartment can only be occupied by the tenant and tenant's immediate family. So family members can live there without, they're permitted by the lease. Um, The roommate law was passed so that non-family members could live in the apartment, even if there was that restriction. Now, are we talking about any apartment or are we just talking about rent controls? Uh, It doesn't apply to uh, public housing where, you know, there have, maybe there's income criteria. Um, It it does apply to co-ops and, and, and condos. You can have a roommate. Uh, the roommate law, does, not the condos, it applies. I'm sorry. It, if, you, if you rent a condo apartment, it applies. Uh, if you, it, it doesn't apply if you're an owner. Um, but it does apply to all rentals. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, all rentals in New York State. Uh, I think it's a statewide law. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Also, it's like, what if you, is it under a certain amount of apartment? Like, in other words, what if you rent a legal two-family? Um, that's a good question, and if you give me one minute uh, and maybe ask me something else, I can No, hear. no, you could let us know on that, and we'll be glad to, to say it. You don't have to do it. Just because, you know, there are the city, our audience is uh, kind of, big and it doesn't only encompass the city and we talk a lot about you know whether you should be a landlord or not and there's a lot of landlords that are not like as big property owners that own tons of buildings and tons of apartments they they might be owned a couple of, of of residential homes that are legal to families or some garden apartments and yep. i'm just wondering and you can let us know does this really pertain to just rent control or no and, and I, I just also, looked it up and there is no restriction it applies to all, it says any lease or rental agreement for residential premises and there's no restriction on the size of the building or or you know some some of these laws say it doesn't apply it only applies to buildings with more than four units some say it only applied there's an exemption for owner occupied buildings this law, the way I'm reading it, and it's Real Property Law Section 235F, it says any lease, any residential lease, um, uh, if it restricts occupancy to the family, 
it shall be read to in, to permit occupancy by the tenant and one roommate. Okay. So then what I want to say like that to all of our listeners that first of all when you're thinking of buying investment property that you want to rent you have to make sure you want to be a landlord and make sure you want to take that responsibility on and then look up the current rules or get a hold of Sam and have him go through that with you so that you know because it's, you know I don't think anyone was sure who it applies to and also uh, you have to be up on that because and as and as a tenant I guess you should know your rights because I don't really know that people really know and sometimes you'll go to the you know, you'll go to the managing company and try to get answers, and some are helpful and some are not. Right. But I always right. say that if you're on the good side of the management company and you try to, like, work with them, it doesn't guarantee that they'll work with you, but it makes it a little bit easier, I think, right. if they think you're, you know, some of them who are antagonizing the rental, the, the, the property owners or the management company. I don't think that gets you anywhere. But again, why we do the show is for a reason, to inform you. And really, Will, if you forget or you couldn't or you were driving and you, we just certainly don't want you to write and drive, um, you can stream us or just text us or email us at radioshowatelement.com or you can follow me on Facebook and we'll give you all Sam's information uh, so that you can get a hold of him. Because as I always say, when you're – there are a million – but you need a specialist who really specializes in this area, just like, you know, because, you know, if you were going for a divorce, you wouldn't call Sam. You'd call somebody right. who specializes in divorce. <laughs> so this is a real expertise, and it really affects a lot of people. Sam, thank you so much. We look thank forward you for to having, having you on, me. And we will send everybody the information. Have a great weekend. It's wonderful out. Great. I will. Sam, thank you. Thank you, you too. Sam. All right. Bye-bye. Yes. I don't think there was any questions, Steve, because I think we really listened because I learned a lot today. You know, and I've been in business a long time, and everything's changing. Yeah, it changed a lot. It and changed I, and a and lot. And again, like if you have a, a house out in one of the suburbs and it's a legal two-family, do these rules, I mean, do they apply to you? Because I, I, I think that I don't think anyone's really sure. There are a lot of different, you know, I mean, real estate laws just vary. There are a lot of different parts to it and everything. It's really, you know, Donnie, you know, I was reading this uh, thing about Facebook. This really uh, intrigues me. They are going to start their own money. Did you see that? Facebook? unbelievable what's going on. Is that not unbelievable? Their own cryptocurrency. They're calling it Libra. And everybody can start. Then why don't you and I start our own money? Well, I think we'll call we, it Dottie. We, yeah, but <laughs> I don't understand. You know, I've tried to get my arms around cryptocurrency and try to even understand it, and I really try. And I'm not quite. I really have a good sense of it yet. Uh, I know I can't figure I it out either. I mean, and I'm pretty. I think I'm smart, but I don't. I really haven't really figured out exactly how that works, and if you can ever really use it. I mean, you can use it, but right now, there's not a lot of people using cryptocurrency to sell a house or buy houses. And if you were to tell me, you know, I'll take cryptocurrency, I'd say, well, hopefully you'll not need yeah, your exactly. money back. Okay, exactly. <laughs> very soon. However, when, if, if, if Stephen and I did it, it's one thing, but if Amazon, they're huge, so they would make a whole dent. They have 100 partners in this cryptocurrency thing. It's going to be called Libra. 
you know, and well, it's really amazing. It's going to be backed well, by government currencies like the dollar or the euro. I look at what Amazon's done, and you see all the retail stores with vacant. And you see, like, the retailers vacant and signs for sale. And look, Amazon has transformed the world. Do you use them, Amazon? Well, I, I really didn't for a long time. I fought it, and I was like, I'm not. But even myself now, I use it. I use it all the time. I do. If I need something, it's so easy. Just click, and I have the account with them, and you know, and then the, I pay, I think, a hundred dollars a year or something to be a preferred customer, so I don't pay any mailing. And things arrive. It's amazing how quick things arrive too. They arrive quickly. I again, and but what it's done is, and that's why it's so important to look at trends. And some of the wealthiest people that are self-made, which I kind of try to look at to see what did they do, how did they do it. They really are on top of trends. And they kind of, you take a gamble, but truthfully, they look at what's going on. And, you know, you don't want to wake up, especially if you like, you have a store, what kind of inventory is going to sell, what kind of things. You know, if you're going to school, I mean, you could go to college or get your PhD. It's something that you just love. You should love it, but also kind of look at where the future is going so you know you can get a job doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of the jobs that we had are just no longer really that doable. So I just think the world is in a wonder. well, it's in a very transformative place, and here's what change brings, opportunity. And I, I will part on these words because I think we're running out of time, and it's certainly enjoy the day. But opportunity brings opportunity is when people can come in and make different companies and things and there's so much opportunity in a changing world so you got to step back kind of look at what's going on and if you think you have an opportunity or you're thinking about something by all means call us 866-970-9622 i heard from a, a little friend of mine that the weather people say it's going to be a great weekend before it starts raining again. Dottie, next so week, Mike Conti, our insurance guy, will be on and our credit expert. Oh, next so you week. want to tune in. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your day or your weekend. We'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.